Kedushin Daf Yud Beis. Just finish up a couple lines from yesterday. He said, we're talking about Bishamis, he said that a, prut, that a pruta is insufficient for most Kedushin. You need more than a pruta. You need a dinner. So the Mar was exploring, why, what's the shot? Why, why do you need a dinner? Pruta is a shame kasef, isn't it? So we had different approaches uh, in the Gemara. Is that, that there's more insistence generally from women. So unless we know specifically that they consented to less, the Gemara said maybe that's the issue. They would on themselves not to um, give over Kedushin for less than a dinner. We had a different approach yesterday as well. That maybe kesef perhaps means a silver coin and not money. We explored that. And we had a third idea where that we were deriving from Amaha Ivriya. The reason was because when Amaha Ivriya, the purchase price, then can also turn into most Kedushim through Yid. And we know that the purchase price is not a pruta. We know that the purchase price is more than a pruta. Why? Because there's a concept of Giroin Kasef. Giroin Kasef is that she forces her emancipation by giving the remaining of the balance what is worth based upon how long she's already worked and how long is remaining in her servitude. So we see that that's got to be itself worth some money. And if she, the purchase price itself had to have been worth more money if there's still there, there's some she's worked some amount and some amount is remaining. So we see that it must be more, worth more than a pruta. So just to finish up, just to cut one more point, should have read it yesterday. Just tomorrow, all you proved from the fact that we're learning from Alma Ivria is that it's more than a pruta. Kiran Kasef, if the fact that Kiran Kasef is there means that the purchase price has to be more than a pruta. But you didn't see that it goes all the way up to a dinner. Right? There's many types of things that are between. Maybe it should be half a dinner, maybe it should be two prutas. So the Gemara just explains, keep it that picked a pruta, open at dinner. Once we know that the purchase price has to be more than a pruta, so what's the idea? We look at the concept. It must be, we see from the Torah that you need a chashivas, you need a substantial value. So then we, we determine, ukma dinner is determined that a dinner is required to be the minimum amount. That's the milsa de svar. So once I know it's not pruta, I assume it's a dinner. And again, working backwards, we assume that kedusha isha should be like alma ivriya. Again, Rashi explains because the most of the sale for Alma Ivriya theoretically become into Maus Kedushim by if Yir is done, and therefore we come out that Kedusha Isha is also Bedinner. Okay, today now we look at a fourth final shot and why Beishamai says a dinner. Rav Amar, should not be treated like Kafka. The point that we're saying is that you're right, 100%. By Torah law, the Pruta would be good. But the Rabbanan didn't want it, the women to become his Kadeshas through a minimal amount because it shows that it, it's insignificant. Marriage is cheap. Marriage can be bought for the cheapest of amount of money. So therefore, the Rabbanan wanted to upgrade it in its chashivas, and then we came to the shear of uh, dinner. Pashas Isfar Medrabbanan. Says the Gemara, we say Rav Yosef thought to say that when we speak about a pruta, we mean whatever the value of the pruta is. So meaning to say that there's a fluctuation in the coin of what is a pruta. And they're basically from generation to generation. They might increase in the weight, decrease in the weight. There's a fluctuation in what a pruta is. So Rav Yosef's point is, if you want to know how much you need, especially when you start thinking about Shavakas, it gets a little bit more complicated. So you just look at the current generation's pruta. It doesn't make a difference what the weight is relative to the pruta in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu or anything like that, and now you need a certain amount of silver, or a certain amount of copper. It doesn't work like that. It just works on what the smallest like currency that's called pruta in your generation, that's what is necessary. So it's going to end up being that the halacha then would vacillate from generation to generation in terms of how much weight there's going to be in this pruta.
Amalei Abai, it can't be. Valakatani. Regarding the pruta that Bezal was talking about, the Mishnah went on to ask, Kamihi pruta. The Mishnah said, How much is a pruta? Achim Mishmona Bezer Adalke. It said it's an eighth of the Isser that they use in, in Italy. So what do we see? That, that, that the Mishnah was, is giving us a set amount of weight that will not fluctuate. That's the whole point. It's giving us a set determined idea. If we're saying that is no fixed standard, then whatever the smallest coin that currently circulates would be used for Kedushin. It doesn't make a difference what its value would be. So that's why we'd be bothered. Why is the Mishnah defined? that the Mishnah was referring to the Pruta that was in the generation of Moshe. Maybe the Mishnah is not assessing what's the value that's always required for Kedushin. It's just recording what the Pruta was in the way that it stood in Moshe's generation. But earlier, meaning here, earlier in the Mishnah, when we said a Pruta is used, it's whatever people designate as a Pruta, maybe whatever currently is used in that generation regardless of the value. But we know that that's not true. When Avdimi came, to above of Maritz Israel, he said as follows. Estimate how much the Prut has to be worth in his generation for Kedushin. He said it should be one eighth of the Isser Hei Now there's a reason why it came out. Rashi says there was a background to this. Basically, a man gave a woman a pruta for Kedushin. Rashi Mai said that it was no good because the pruta that he gave was less than an eighth of the Isser. So he's like practically putting into practice the fact that it has to have the weight of an eighth of an Isser. And he was, and he therefore was parceling up a Kedushin that was given even though the coin was called a pruta in, his, in this guy's generation, but it was no good because it didn't have the value of an eighth. The Chiyas Ravin, when Ravin came from Babel Teretz he said, They were Mishar how much a pruta is. And they said, They said that the value should be one sixth of the Isser. And they didn't, the point is, we'll see about what the Machlok is if it's, if it's an eighth or a sixth. Be patient for that. The Gemara will get to that. But the point is, both rabbis in their times, in their scenarios, in their, in their, in their cases that came in front of them, they were looking at prutas being given and they were puzzling up the Kedushin because they were saying, very nice, you gave a pruta, but the pruta that you're giving in your generation doesn't have the same amount of weight that, it, that, that is required because it's not equal to the pruta from, from, from that the mission of specified should be either the eighth of the, of the Italianist or the sixth of the Italianist. We'll get to that. Al Kapanim, we see that pruta is a specific amount of weight. It doesn't just mean the smallest coin in circulation. So it's fascinating. Sometimes you can answer a question and sometimes you can ask a question. And from the other way, and prove that your position is correct. And that's what the Gemara tries to do here. The Gemara is not going to try to prove, to answer this. It seems very clearly that these Amaram held that the, that the Pruto had a specific amount of weight that it had to be. But what's gonna, what Rav Yosef said is that I have my own question. So I'm going to Rav Yosef is responding to a buyer with his own question. If you're going to try to tell me that a pruta that's less than one-eighth of the Isser will never be good because it's a set amount of weight, then how are you going to explain this that it says in a b'risa? So the context of the b'risa, just to give a little bit, the b'risa is talking about an asham mi'ilos. Asham mi'ilos is a carbon, asham, and asham has to be worth, whole discussion and kachim, how much his value is, but the din is that has to be worth two sella. Sella is a lot. Right? Sella is 96 dinner. It gets a lot less when you get to a pruta. We'll learn the exact numbers. But two sella is a pretty expensive animal. So for a person stealing mi'ila, just a, it could be even a pruta's worth from the base of Mikdash, that's going to cost you big time. So the point that the price is coming to make here is, look, a little sin, take a pruta from the base of Mikdash, can cost you a lot in your bank account when you, go after, when you have to go and spend to sell out then to bring the Asher Me'ilo. So the Baraisa now uh, highlights this point. It says, Go and calculate. How many prutas are there in two slum? How many, how many prutas are there? You'll see it's more than 2,000. That's what the Baraisa says. And it's emphasis that you're paying more than 2,000 times the amount of your crime. So now, 
If you're telling me a pruta can never be less than one eighth of an iser, it's a set amount. A pruta is an eighth of an iser. So then, hashdal pi will happen. If you actually make the cheshman, it doesn't even come out to two thousand. Yes, from a pi karule, the tana would call it more than two thousand. So basically, let's just do the math really quick. We'll see the gemara coming up that there are ninety six iser in one cell. So if there's eight, if if it's true that there are eight prutas in one iser, so then the two cell would only come out to uh, one thousand five hundred and thirty six. And that's a big problem because then it comes out that it's not more than 2,000. The price is said it's more than 2,000, okay? So it must be, what's the proof? Where's the Gemara going with this? That even though you're saying, oh, a pruta is one eighth of the Italian Isser, it's not always like that. You could have a pruta in your generation, which is much smaller. And that is also a pruta. And if you steal that from the base of Mikdash in your generation, you'd also be high. Whenever we say shava pruta, we don't mean specifically the eighth of a weight of Italian Isser. It could be much less if that's the smallest currency in your time. And that's why, hypothetically, if that would be there, then it could end up being more than 2,000 for a particular generation where it fluctuated down. So Rav Yosef now said back, there was an old person who said to Rav Yosef that your gears and the price is wrong. My gears and the price wasn't more than 2,000, but rather close to 2,000. So really, it's a set amount of the eighth of the Italian Isra. It only comes out to one, five, three, six. Prutus for two sellout. You're right. The gears and the price should be close to 2,000. Talk to Mar, but it's not really close. So it's only 1536. That's not close to 2,000. Says the Gemara, it is. Once it's more than, than 1,500, right? That's the idea. It's more than you got not only 1,000, but you got more than half to the second thousand. So then that's called close. That's called close to 2,000. Think about it. You're, you're more than halfway there. Right? So you, once you add 1,000, you want to get the second 1,000. Once you add half of that, more than 500, you're close to the number 2,000. So really it is 1,536. Like, and, 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 and we're saying that the gears should be close to 2,000 as opposed to more than 2,000. So where are we in the Cheshmer? You know what's interesting? We're back to the original question we had from the other Hamaram. We never really gave a response. It really did seem from them that they held that it's not like Rav Yosef, that they, the Hamaram held it is a set amount and not something which can get smaller than the eighth or the sixth of the Italian history. So now the Gemara gets into the Machlokas, whether it's an eighth or a sixth. He was Mishar that it has to be one eighth of Italian history. Let's try to say that the Machlokas of an eighth is a sixth is totally the Machlokas of the following Tanoi. What do we see? The Tanya says in a bright cell, Pruta Shamrochama Machosh Bonabi Zeratalki. And and how do you make the Khajman? You make the ratio like this. Shesh Mayakasa for dinner. There are six silver ma to one dinner. In other words, one dinner is equal to six silver ma. A ma is punyin. One ma is equal to two punyin. Punyin is shnei isarn. One punyin is equal to two iser. Iser shnei musmisim. One iser is equal to two mismis. Masma shnei kunturikin. So it comes out that the pruta is one-eighth of the Italian Isser. Why? Because one Isser was two Muslims, which was equal to the four country, which was equal to the eight prutas. So therefore, you get that calculation that the one Isser is the eight prutas. And then just working, working up to the dinner would be, um, you're, gonna, you're going to end up, you're going to end up with a lot more. Um, you're going to end up with a, with a lot more in the Khajman. And we'll see the Gemara. The Gemara will come to the, to, to the exact, exact numbers as we get to in a, in, in a little bit. Uh, 192, I believe, is exactly the number. But I'll upon him for where we are right now, 
uh, you get the, you get that cheshbon one iser to pruta would be one to eight. That's if you go with the Tanakhama. He uses what's interesting is forget about the fact that he's arguing. He uses a different set of currency, like different names. So it gets a little bit confusing. He says as follows: If you want to get to the ma, so we're going to assume until you get to the ma, he agrees to the, all the ratio. But once you get to the ma, he says like this: Shlosh hadres in the ma. There are three hadres to one ma. Shnei anitzin. Lahadres. There are two hundred. There are two henits to a hundreds. Shnei shemotzim lahenits. There are two shaman to 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 henits and base prutos leshaman. Two prutos to a shaman. Nimsa pruta achav shishu b'seitalki. So we assume that the pruta is therefore one sixth of the Italian iser. So it gets a little bit confusing because he's giving totally different names. Barashi explains that we assume that he agreed with the, with the Tanakhama about the dinner ma and iser relationship to one another. So therefore you get come to one sixth. Why? Because the way that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel was cheshvening, you should get twenty four prutos in one. Uh, for one ma, because he had a two and a two and a two, and then the top one was a three. And if you assume he holds, he agrees that there's six ma in a dinner, so then it would come out that there's 144 prutos to a, to a dinner. And we're saying he agreed with the Tanakhama that the dinner is 24 iser. So basically you get the cheshbin that of, and Rashi makes this, that 144 prutos, which equal to 24 iser, is a way of saying a ratio of six to one. So it's, it's definitely a lot of math. But the Gemara is assuming that the math is correct and, and just going through that cheshbin. If Rabbi Shimon Gamliel agreed to the to the to the modern dinner and 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 ratio, so therefore we come out with a machlokas if it's a six or an eighth. Okay. So now what's the question? The question is that the machlokas tanom that we just had is just a machlokas between machlokas amaram is just a machlokas tanom. Lema demaram kama. You said that it's one eighth old look the kama. Ravin, who said that it's a six. I'm sure we like it's a little funny that they're arguing about a machlokas tanom. So I'm going to the Ravin asked the tanom. But really, we're all going like the tanakama. No question. We go like the tanakama. So what's the shaila? Then it's an eighth. The ratio, it depends what the isers were. There's a, the iser can fluctuate in value. So the, the pruta always remains the same, but depends how much how much the iser was. I was talking about when the isers were, had a high value, there were 24... There were 24 Isser to a dinner. The other ratio Ravin was when the Issers were low. The Isser was 32 to one dinner. So when, when, when it was 24, I said a Pruta was one eighth. But when it was less, when it was, one, when it was 32, so then I said it was only one sixth of an Isser. So the Pruta remains the same. There's always, if you make the Cheshvin, 192 Prutas to one dinner. If you want to know how it relates to the Isser, the Isser fluctuates. It depends if there's 24 Isser in a dinner or 32 Isser in a dinner. But the, the ratio of the Pruta to the of the, of the pruta to the dinner remains the same. It's always 192. Does that end up one-eighth of the isra or one-sixth of the isra? That just depends where the isra is holding in the market. So it's an interesting thing that you always have that in currency. Like, how do you know which one to, what fluctuates to what? But that's, that's what it comes down to. The isra fluctuates, the pruta and the dinner never, never did. You end up with that math. The pruta is 192 of the 192 prutas make a dinner and the iser in the middle some is, is either 24 of those make a dinner or 32 of those make a dinner and therefore bottom line in the math is a pruta one eighth of an iser or one six depends on where the iser is okay done with the math here let me get invited to everybody says the gemara mishmuel kinshav tomorrow first thing is makadash a woman he gave her a date Let's say the price is that a core of a date is just for you get for a dinner. So what is that? What is that coming to say? It sounds like, it sounds like it's not that right. It's not that amount. You can get a whole core of date. 
for a dinner. So if you want to know how much one date is, that's a tiny, tiny value. So you, what would you say? There's no way that's worth anything. It's not way it's worth a pruta. But we say no. Mekudeshes. She's still married. Why? He gave her a date. It's not worth a pruta. We're nervous that somewhere else where, where dates aren't, aren't as high in supply, so the value of a date is more. So the chiddush that the Gemara is saying is that if you give something if you give something to somebody in a certain location where it's not worth a pruta, the Shava Kesav here is not worth a pruta, but in another location it would be worth a pruta, so then it is a Kedush. So the Gemara says, how is that true? That's not what the Mishnah said. Basically, So how is that true? If you give someone something that's less than a pruta, she's always still going to be married. Why? Because it might be worth a pruta somewhere else. And if you notice, you see in the Gemara, the Gemara didn't say we checked the price of, of dates in Madai. It said we suspect that it's worth more in Madai. So any scenario where you give something that's worth, that's worth less than a shavakruta, not that you gave a coin, but you gave something of value that has a market value, you know, you sell it for a certain amount, how do you ever dismiss the condition? You should always say it might be worth that amount in, in, in another location, it might be worth a pruta, and therefore she should always be mikudashas. Says the Mishnah is talking about whether it's a vada kedusha. And to be a vada kedushin, it has to be, you know for sure it's worth a pruta. Therefore, you can't say, oh, maybe somewhere else is worth a pruta. But you don't know for sure. There, that was the Mishnah. The point that we're making is that it's still going to be requiring a get. The point that we're saying is that even if in front of us, the date is not worth a pruta, we're still going to be machmer. So there's two things. I know for sure it's married, and, I'm, and, and, and I know for sure it's not married, and I'm machmer l'chumra that she might be married. Shmuel's point is that she might be married when you give less than a shav pruta, that it might, because it might be worth a pruta in somewhere else. But to know that it's a valid condition, it's only when for sure it's a pruta. And if it's, if it's less, where you are, it's not going to be a valid condition. Okay, and practically, what, what's the difference between all that? If she's makabal condition from somebody else, right? So if it's a vadai, it's not a condition, so everything's fine. Just go to the second guy. But if it was a suffix condition, then it's going to get complicated. She needs to get from the first guy, Bahule, before she can go to a relationship with somebody else. Says the Gemara, there's a story. A person was makadish, a woman with some, like, um, some material that they use in mattresses, like, like soft, soft material. While he was looking at it, he was trying to figure out if it was worth a pruta. It would be a, it would be a marriage. And if it wasn't, then low, it wouldn't be. So it sounds like he was trying to figure out if it wasn't be worth a pruta, then it wouldn't be a marriage. Even if it wouldn't come out to a pruta, you're going you're gonna to dismiss the condition. What did we just learn? That even if it's not worth a pruta here, you're concerned it's worth a pruta somewhere else. So regardless of what your conclusion is here in the market, she's going to require a get. So the Mar says, you're right. And Afkimina was to know whether it was a Kedushin Vadai or only, or only Misafik. And again, Afkimina would be what would happen if, uh, you know, Klapi requiring a get and someone else was Makadish or so on and so forth. Says the Gemara, who gavra the Akdash ba'avna dukochla. There was a person who was makadish with a blue stone, and then what happened? The Gemara is like missing information, but the point is that after he Ruven gave the blue stone, Shimon gave a real pruta. So now we're not sure who she's married to, right? What well, it depends if the first guy's kedushin was worth a pruta. She's married to him. If not, not. So Yisrael Chisda become a shayar, but he was looking at this stone. Yisrael shav a pruta, and if it was worth a pruta, then the first kedushin is good. If loaf wasn't low, then the second kedushin would take effect. So after the marble, what do we even less shav a pruta low? Even if it wasn't, even if you determined that Ruvain stone wasn't worth a pruta, you don't know for sure she's married to Shimon. Hamar Shmuel Chashina, we're concerned that items that are worth less than a pruta here might be worth more than a pruta somewhere else. So misafik lachumra, you would say that she requires a get from Ruvain anyway. So what's the big nafkamina? So the Mar says, Rav Chizda doesn't hold like Shmuel. He doesn't hold that you have to think about other lands. Daka we see, it's Machlokas Amaram. Finally, the Gemara concludes that Shmuel's point is not unanimously accepted. Other Amaram hold no. You go after the price here. 
And if here it's not worth a pruta, then you know for sure she is not married. She doesn't even require a gemi suffix. Okay, wonderful. So what happened? Rav Chisda, it seems like he came out. The stone wasn't worth a pruta. Therefore, the first person's condition was no good. And she was certainly married only to the second guy. So Amalie Imei, the mother of the first person of Ruvain, said to Rav Chisda, for Yom of the Kachapan, on that day when the sun was Makadashir, Hava Bashava Pruta, the stone was worth a pruta. So meaning to say, you're looking at the market price today, and you came out, it's not worth a pruta, the price fluctuated, and the stone today is not worth a pruta. But at the day that he was Makadashir, it was worth a pruta. So this is very interesting. New, new, new testimony coming to light. So Amalei Rav Chista said, You don't have a power to give, it, to give Edas, to Aser up the Kedushin of the second one and say, and validate the Kedushin of the first one. Your Edas is not accepted. What, why? What's the Pashup shot? Because you need, you need real Edas here. So therefore, just because you're telling me that, no, you have no credibility to say that. And it seems like in and of itself, we're not chayshish for that. If the way the price is now, an interesting point, it seems like from the Gemara, the way the price is now is that it's not worth a pruta. You don't say, oh, but maybe a week ago when the condition happened, it was worth a pruta. We don't say that. So now the Gemara says, in Amad Beis, Lav, I know the Yehudas, but he says, we can compare it to the case of Yehudas, the wife of Rukhiya. That was about Sarah Leda. She had a very hard labor and she was giving birth to twins. Amalei, after this, she said to Rabbi Amalei, my mother told me, when you were small, your father was makabal kedushin from you for you from another man. So your husband Rabbiya, therefore, is usher is usher to you. It's a pretty wild thing, right? We're coming out there now. Now there's testimony that actually, when she was little, her father married her off to somebody else, and her current. Husband, therefore, is also to her because she's already married to a different person. So even though one person is telling her that, that now, your mother-in-law, your mother-in-law issues here. Your mother can't cause problems in our marriage. Right? In other words, what he's saying is, yeah, fine, you're having your mother tell us now that, uh, that, that your father was makadish you when you were little to somebody else. She's not Emma. Done. Finished. We showed him explain here. It's a big chiddish that, 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 that this is true even if the girl believed it. Meaning, think about it. It's a girl's mother. Right, so you're like, I trust my mother that that happened. Wouldn't you trust? Like, it's your mother, mother relationship, mother daughter relationship. We're saying, Lamaisa, the mother is no Nemanus. And therefore, is no Ain Dabash Brachos Mishnahim, and she's not Nemanus. And therefore, she's mother to stay to her current husband. So the Gemara is comparing them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was wondering about that. I, I'm, I'm not so sure exactly. It's like trying to get back at them. Like, you know, like she didn't want to have more kids. You know, like that idea. Like, she was trying to get out of it. I'm not sure. No, 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 it's like she didn't, after she went through a really painful labor, she didn't want to go through more labor. Like that kind of idea, I said, um, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. So I'll upon him, but the point here is that we're coming out, is that a mother, Stam, comes along and tells you something, you don't have to worry about it. And just like that's what the Mara is saying, so to in our story, you know, she's not never to come along and say that on the day that Reuben was Makadish, the stone was worth more. All right, but a new variable. Still, why are you dismissing the condition of, of the Reuven with the blue, with the stone? We, there are rumors that there are witnesses out there who live in Idis. It's the name of a place. Rashi says, and they were at the time of the condition. And they knew that on that day, it was worth a pruta. So, meaning we're saying like this: you want to dis, dismiss Mom's testimony because she's a, she's only one. Fine, dismiss it. But there are rumors that here, there are rumors here that there are Edom somewhere else who know that on the day of the condition it was worth a pruta. So the Gemara is wondering as follows. What if you hear about Edom who can bring more information to light, but the Edom aren't here? So the Gemara is bringing up a whole new thing, but Lamaisa, there are Edom who can do it. So instead of saying, oh, I know she's married to the second guy because Edom aren't here, if I care, you should say, wait, put the brakes on. You're not allowed to be with the second guy. You might really be married to the first guy because Edom, those Edom, there are rumors that there are such Edom. They might come and tell us 
that she's actually married to the first guy. So Rav Chista said, Hashemi l'sunu l'kamat l'maysa the Edom in front of us. See, he's saying that since it was, Taisus explains the Gemara, that we didn't know that there was for sure Edom. It was a rumor. So he says, Maisa, from a rumor, you're not going to stop a girl from marrying someone. If the way we see with the information we have is that it was not worth a pruta. Therefore, your condition is to Shimon. Even though there are rumblings that there are, are Edom who might bring more information, who would tell us she's married to Reuven and not Shimon, we say that she's allowed to proceed to marry Shimon. And the Gemara tries to support this. said, so just to give the background to the case of Rabbi Hanina, this is an interesting thing. When a woman is taken captive by Goyim, she, afterwards she's ushered to a Kohen. Why is she ushered to a Kohen? Midrabanan. We're concerned that she may have been raped. It's a chashash midrabanan. She's pasher. She has a mechazkas kashras. We don't know she was raped. Midrabanan, they said she cannot marry a Kohen. So the shaila is like this. If we know she was captured, then we assume she's raped. She's not Neman to say, oh, I, you know, I was, uh, I was, um, I, 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 I wasn't touched. She's not Neman. Not Neman for such a thing. But if she has a Pesha Asra, a Pesha Hitir, she is Neman. So let's say we don't know she's captured. We have no idea she was captured. She comes to the court and she says, I was captured, but I, was, I wasn't touched. Then she is believed. She couldn't marry a Kohen. Because we only know that she was captured from her mouth. So therefore, Pesha Asra, a Pesha Hitir, she's Neman to say that she wasn't touched. That's the basic Akdama. So they were, wanted to be Mata the woman. But then they heard rumblings that there were Aidim somewhere else who knew that she had been raped. So that was the question then. Could she go get married? So Rabchanina said the following quip. It's a good quip of life. What there are Edom in, in, in the North Pole and she should be Aser. Like the way they're bringing out the expression, what it's saying is, is that you deal with what's in front of you. If you deal with what's in front of you, so you don't have to be nervous for the Edom. So therefore, she's allowed to get married. So we're saying that just because witnesses exist somewhere else, you don't have to take it into account. That's what Rav Chista was saying. So, 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 so very good. And that's where Rav was confirming the condition of the second person, not the first person. But Abai, Rav they didn't hold that it was true. They held, we do have to be nervous for the witnesses who are out there in the North Pole. Why? I, by Shvuyah, we see not like that. And Mekilu, by just because the Rabbanim were lenient by the case of the captured woman. There, it's actually very unlikely that she's actually raped. Why? Because she makes herself look bad so that she will not be enticing to her captors for rape. We should be ruled leniently by a case of a married woman where there's no such consideration. Meaning, what do we say? Over here, it's the likelihood that the Edom knew it was worth a pruta or not worth a pruta is anyone's guess. I mean, like, is it likely it's worth a pruta? Is it not likely it's worth a pruta? We have no clue. You know what I mean? Like, it's very possible. Yeah, possible or not. So the fact that there are rumors that Edom or Adam and Dina Sayyam who can tell us that it was worth a pruta and she's really married to Reuven should stop us. Because it might be true. How can you know she should marry Shimon? But over there, the likelihood that Edom know that she was raped, we look at that as a remote possibility. Because usually the scenario of a woman who was captured is that she's not raped. It's a very interesting svar that Mar is giving. Because at the end of the day, there are rumors that there are Edom that she was raped. But since the content of what they're, they're saying is something that to us is less likely, so then when we only hear rumblings about rumors that are out there, so then we end up being lenient. Now, there are those, some of who wanted to learn Pshat in the Gemara, a little bit different. That why don't you just say Shvuya is an Isadurabanan and Ishazish is an Isadaraisa? Well, most Rishonim don't like that. Because that that we say Shvuya is a Durabanan means when you only know she was captured. But Avada, a girl who's raped that's also to a coin, is an Isadaraisa. So it's an Isadaraisa, then what should it be, right? And then it's obviously, it's obviously it, it shouldn't make a difference. So when you're clearing, oh, there are Edom and Dina Sayyam or she was raped, then you're clearing on an Isadaraisa. So you have to say that's why the Gemara is working through a little bit more as far as that it's unlikely that she was raped. Okay, says the Gemara, there was some family that remained from that, from, remained from Surah, just to understand what happened. So she married the second man. 
and, 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 and there were kids and people, there, there, were, there were children in Surah from there. Parsha Rabbanamina, the Rabbanan stayed away from marrying them. What's the shot? They were nervous. They were nervous that the kids were mamzer. Why? Because she may have been married to the first guy. So now, how do you learn? It's not shot they held like Shmuel, that even though it wasn't worth a pruta, we're concerned it was worth a pruta somewhere else. No, we don't pass in like Shmuel. But we were concerned for Abai Varava. Abai Varava's point was that, well, that, that there were witnesses who may have known that it was worth a pruta. That's why the rabbi stayed away from these kids from the second one. They were concerned the kids were mamzer. Says the There was a man who was Makadish, a woman with Hadassim. In the marketplace, in a public setting. What's the halach is the case? Is Kedushin good or not good? Right? It was Hadassim. What is it worth a pruta? What's the din? Shashalach Rav Yosef said back, Forget about anything. Just give the guy malchus. Because of, well, like what Rav said, the woman requires a get because of the halacha like Shmuel. Meaning the halacha is like Shmuel that, uh, that we're concerned the Hadassim are worth a pruta somewhere else. But Lamaisa, give the guy lashes because of Rav. Why? What lashes? What did the guy do wrong? The Rav would give lashes to people who would be Makadish a woman publicly in the marketplace. I always wondered a little bit, like, what's the Indian publicly, right? We do condition publicly. Then in front of hundreds of people. What's the point? Like it's like a setting more than that. A wedding hall is okay. The marketplace is where it's 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 disrespecting the, the sanctity of what marriage is about. He also, even though we learned the method for me, Makadish a woman is with Bia, Rav was against it. He was he was like a grub thing to do, and therefore he gave the Rabbanan type of lashes for that. A person is woman without first getting into a shidduch. What does it mean getting into a shidduch? In other words, it's like a you know an agreement of what it's gonna be about, an arrangement, what the marriage will be like. So just being Makadish without that is wrong. The Mavata Vikita, husband who is Mavatal get, that brings us back to the fourth paragraph kitten, where the husband sent the get, and then he's Mavatal, it's power, so we don't like him doing that. But the Mazar Modah Gita, someone who is Moser Amoda, he you know, get he, he says the get that's going out, it was written against my will or something like that. So he's casting aspersions on its validity. While the Masaj Lukharabanan, someone who harasses a shliach of the court, for someone who is in a state of a harem for thirty days, meaning the Cherem doesn't get him to do Teshuva. So if the Cherem doesn't get him to do Teshuva, we give, we give him lashes. For, for a new groom who's living too much by his in-law's house. The reason we don't like that is because there's always nervousness for the relationship between the mother-in-law and the groom. So the Gemara says, the dire in Chalaflo. It sounds like it's only problem he's living there permanently, but not if he's there just temporarily. There was a certain Chasun who was just temporarily by his father in law's house, and Avshesh just gave him lashes. Says the Gemara, there was already suspicion that the mother in law was fooling around with him. So for him, even just to be there temporarily, they gave him the lashes. Says the Gemara, different report. According to what we were saying, Rav gave lashes on all those things. Nardari Amri and Nardari, they said, Rav did not give lashes to all these cases. The only one that he was upset at was someone who was Makadish without first entering into agreement to marry her. Stop, being Makadish is Pritzostik, and therefore Rav would give the lashes. So different versions about whether there are lashes in all these things or only some of them. All right. Says the He was Makadish, a woman with a mat made of. Uh, awesome, made of that awesome. So Amalei, she accepted it. So then afterwards, the people said to him, What well, you gave her with Nimashavapruta, they were looking at the Hadassim, the outside. They're like, Hadassim are worth so little. Amalui said, 
Hikdash Rabba Zuzah Deisva. Shishba Mekudash is with the four Zuz that are wrapped inside of the mat. So in other words, suddenly he's disclosing information that there's money hidden inside of the mat. So when the woman accepted it, she didn't know that. But now she's learning about she, she kept the money. In other words, she didn't, throw, she didn't give it back. She, she kept silent and she kept the money. So now the question is whether or not she's married. So let's remember, normally a woman is silent. So how do we know that she has das kedushin? The shot is because she's silent when the husband gives her the money and he says, Rebbe so that's consenting to what he's doing. That's usually the pshat. But here, what's interesting is that she consented at the time that he gave it. It wasn't, wasn't clear that there was the money that was inside. It was just the, the hadasim. So, and that was maybe not worth a bruta. So she was only consent, consenting to this. So we're up, up. This is like a nighttime situation. Well, here... She doesn't see the... Yeah, yeah, the point is, here she, it's not that she even knew the value. The idea is that she thought she was coming with Kadesh, so that she didn't even realize that the money was there. So Rava says, "Av shikus alachar matan mos." Rava says, "A new yisoid shtika of a woman after the money was given That's meaningless. It doesn't mean consent. So therefore, she's not mukudashis. We don't know if he was if 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 she was consenting ever to, to his kedushin. Normally, when she's silent, we assume she's consenting to whatever she was receiving. But here, she accepted. She she sees the mat. She didn't know that it had the money. So therefore, it's not that clear. She could she she may have been thinking, "I'm going to become mukudashis because of the mat," and the mat was worthless. So I later, when it's he saying now, oh, but there's money inside. So let that her silence. Now, at this moment, show that she's consenting to the Kedushin. So that's the aside of the Gemara. The Gemara is saying like this as, as well. She might not even bother to reject the offer. When he's giving it to her at the time, so then her silence, yeah, you, you don't keep silent and take and kick the money. Receiving the money and keeping silent is tantamount to, to conceding to saying, I'm intending for the Kedushin. But here, where she originally said, I'm going to just for the mat. And that taco was not worth a pruta. Now that he's bringing up that there's money there, and, 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 and she's silent, the Gemara is saying that that silence is not tantamount, that silence is not equal to um, intent for Kedushin. She may just be disregarding it completely, not even bother to reject it, and therefore she is not necessarily married. Amar Rava, Manam, how do I know this? The Tanya says in Raisa, Amar Rava, a person said to him, Kinsi, sells a pikadon, accept this sella as a pikadon, meaning to watch it for me. What, so she's accepting it like liability, like to watch it for him. Because of Amalai, he says there is Kachalubo actually becomes Kadesh's to me. So what's Allah Khabashas Matan Mos if he said this at the time the money was given before she accepted it from him Kadesh? She is married. Because the fact that she accepted the money, again, that's an indication she wants to marry him. But if it was already given to him, then it depends. What does it depend on? If she consents, yes. And if she doesn't, then not. So what does that mean? My Ratso, my low Ratso. What does it mean she consents and that she doesn't? Even with the Ratso and she says yes. Low Rasa Dabra low and not consenting means she says no. So that black on white, you know, explicit from the woman, yes or no. So then with Cloud Duration, the, the first part of the Bryce where we said she's Ms. Kadeshis, when he said it to her at the time that he gave it to her. And it didn't say it depends if she said it or not. Are you gonna tell me Kama low Nami have Kedushin? You're gonna say it's Kedushin even if she said no? Am I Kama low? She said no. So meaning the point the Kamara is saying is that in the Seifa, it says it depends Rasa low Rasa. It's Mashma in the ratio, she's always Ms. Kadeshis. But if Rasa low Rasa means she said yes or no, then it would be Mashma that even in the ratio when she said no, she's still Ms. Kadeshis. Obviously, that's not not true, she said no. Elalav. Ratsa da Amra in. Ratsa means she said yes. Lo ratsa Lo ratsa means that she didn't say anything. So then we're gonna say as follows. 
when it was at the time that it was given to her. So if she says, if she, if, if she says nothing and she's quiet, she would become his Kadeshes. The low Rasasa, which means that she didn't say yes, she just kept silent, we assume is tantamount to her agreeing to it because it was at the time that she received the money. He said, I want you to accept this for Kedushin. So if she's silent, she's Mekudashas. But that's what the safe was kicking in. If at the time that he gave it, he gave it for it to be a safeguard, for her to be a Pekadam, for her to watch it for him. And then now he says, I want you to be with it. Then even if she keeps silent, she's not Miskadeshes. So, so too in our case. Says the Gemara, it's not a good comparison. You can't compare them. There in the for, in the Bryce's case, he gave it to her as a deposit. So even though now he changes it for kedushin, so we can understand that she keeps holding the coins even though she's not masking. In other words, she right now really is not masking. I why doesn't she give back the money? She knows she's she she has liability. If I'm not accepting the kedushin, then I'm still watching it for him. I'm still watching it for him. I have to watch it. So she says she says I'm not going to give it back to him because I don't want anything to happen to you. I don't want to become liable. But And therefore, what are we saying? We're saying her silence means nothing. I, why doesn't she give back the money? Maybe she doesn't give back the money because she, she's nervous for, it to become, for something to happen to the money and to become liable. But here in the case of the, of the man, he gave it Batar's Kedushin, not as a deposit. So now that he tells her there's money inside, the woman is a shamer on that money. She's not a shamer. When he says, actually, there's money inside and that's what I'm being Mikadashi with. So if, she, if her silence is just rejected, it, give it back. Drop the mat. Drop the whole thing and give it back to him. Meaning here, even if something happened to the money, she's not liable. Bishlam, in the case where she accepted it originally as a picadon, and now he says, I want you in Gomez Maybe really she's, she, her silence, she's just stam rejecting him. And the reason she doesn't drop it is because she's nervous. She still has liability out Shaymer. But here, she has no liability. She was never a Shaymer. So if she doesn't want it, now that he tells her there's money inside the mat, if she doesn't want it, she should drop it. So the Gemara says, no, Rafa was right. You're assuming women know stuff. You're assuming that women are knowledgeable, that they're not a shamer on the, on the money that's inside of the mat, and therefore she should drop it. Maybe she doesn't do that, and she doesn't know that. She thinks that once it's given to her, if she doesn't accept the condition, she is a shamer. So maybe really her silence is that she's rejecting it, and the reason she doesn't drop it on the floor is because she thinks she's, she's going to be liable if something would break. So therefore the Gemara is saying back and forth that Actually, as the Gemara is saying, maybe Stam, she's dismissing him. She didn't bother responding. And the reason why she still held on to it is so that she shouldn't, uh, she shouldn't become liable. Just to tell us, what's the halacha in, these, in this scenario where we never heard this question that you brought from you heard it, you should be concerned. Meaning you should say, that 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 the she she would get again, but we who didn't hear the question, we're not going to require a get. We're just going to assume she galachamatan mos is nothing, and that she's for sure not married.